Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1, Monday Motivation. Motivation. On LMFM. After personally suffering from intense anxiety for several years and then dropping into a deeply depressed state, my next guest knows what it feels like to be at rock bottom. At the height of the recession, her husband was working in construction and was out of work, something that caused severe stress and anxiety. After a series of failed attempts at getting outside help, she decided to treat herself and she is now not only armed with many tools to ensure that she never goes back to that depressed state again, but she's on a mission to help the rest of us to shed negative beliefs preventing us from leading happier healthier more fulfilled lives she's the author of a great book wake up and change your life she's developed many fantastic wellness programs that can help you deal with whatever challenges life throws at you i'm delighted to welcome moira geary the recombobulator she's with us for monday motivation how you doing moira I'm great, Janine, and thank you so much for having me on this morning. Delighted to to have you. And first of all, let's go into it straight away. Can you explain this term recombobulator? Because it's a term that you've trademarked, haven't you? (laughs) I have. I trademarked myself as the recombobulator. And I suppose really partly the reason why is that it's a bit of fun, even the word itself. And um, uh, the the idea of it is, is that, you know, I know that a lot of people are listening this morning. And I know for me, you know, life is not easy a lot of the time. And... I suppose from all of the stuff that I've, you know, created and processed and processing my own, own through my own stuff, um, rather than it being doom and gloom, I decided that, you know, it, it can be a little bit of fun too. So that's what the lightness of the recombobulator. But basically it means, you know, the way that we all get a bit discombobulated, nobody escapes. Um, basically I help people to recombobulate themselves. So it helps them to get back into alignment, self-regulate, manage themselves around stress and overwhelm, procrastination, self-sabotage, you know, all of those types of things, fear, worry, and get them back in line so that they can actually deal with whatever's going on without being completely overwhelmed with those stress and worry energies or, or, or feelings. That's basically it. I love the term and it just, it, it, it encapsulates what you do so well. It really does. Now, you yeah. started out working in nursing and midwifery and you've worked in a variety of different areas from aerobics to masseuse. I mean, you, this your CV, CV is uh, very colourful altogether, Maria. Uh, but what led you down the road to personal development? Well, I suppose, you know, you were saying there in the intro about, you know, in 2009 when Jeff, my hubby, worked with... He, he, 
the recession and all the companies he worked for, they all went out of business, so he wasn't working. And um, it sounds like, you know, from a lot of people think that that's the point where I had the anxiety and that, that you know, in that depressed state. It actually wasn't. Uh, that was probably the catalyst. That was that was a, a horrible time, but also a brilliant time. But if I go back a good number of years before that, it was really I went into the anxiety and the the, the kind of low feeling was very much based around fear of failure, um, fear of not being enough. I had started a business myself. It was a beautiful range of skincare products that I developed. It was fabulous, very easy for me to develop while I was, you know, in the, you know, pottering around and working with different, you know, manufacturers and and creating a brand, all exciting. But the moment I went out to actually sell the product, that was when my fears started to rise. Now, they weren't related to that time. They were related back to failures in school, failures in nursing, academically. So I created these belief systems that I wasn't capable, I wasn't good enough. Now, if you met me, you thought you wouldn't have thought because I was great at hiding it. But when I went to step out in business, I just was paralysed with fear and anxiety and really, really, you know, I had this awful swirling feeling in my tummy. So that was where it started. And I did go down the route of, I had a very good GP, and went down the route of trying to get help and I was put on antidepressants, which I totally understand. And from my nursing background, I think there's a great place for them. And also, I think that, you know, it's important that there's a, a strategy around coming off them. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for me, that didn't work. They actually made my anxiety worse. So I was, I was off them after about two weeks. And then I did have a couple of sessions of counselling. And looking back now, because I'm actually finishing a master's in psychotherapy at the minute. And now, the was in hindsight, looking back, I went for the wrong type of counselling. So... That didn't work either for me. So I started to do things myself. I had a great interest in personal development anyway. So I started really researching and I started to create different techniques that would help me. And over time, I brought myself out of that state. I know I'm never going back there, which is amazing. And I've, this stage helped, I would say, well over 10,000 people between all the events, the online, I mean, the free Facebook groups that, you know, people yeah. that have come to events, people that have bought the book all over the world. So at least... At least that number of people have been helped with very simple and very practical, down to work, no nonsense techniques that can help people to self-regulate. And that's my purpose, my mission, my passion. Um, so that's how I got into it, by having my own issues. And I, I love that you call it your purpose as opposed to your job or your career. This is your life purpose. Absolutely, 100%. And congratulations, by the way, on the Masters. You are some woman, you really are. Uh, but take me back there because I, you mentioned something key and I think people yeah. that maybe are winding down the leave insert or still doing exams or are freaking yeah. out a little bit about this because I know you posted a really great video as well on your Facebook there not that long ago about the leaving cert where you opened up yourself about failing the leaving cert. Did that idea of failure and all of these learned behaviours as you say there did that was that the starting point did that was that kind of how it all trickled into your life later on Yes, absolutely. So if you go back to the Leaving Cert for me, and I suppose back in the day when I did the Leaving Cert to be different to now, so, um, it, it, and I won't even go into the, the differences because we'll be here for the rest of the day, but ultimately, I mean, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been said at the time that I failed the Leaving Cert, but I failed maths and history, and my other subjects mightn't have been high enough to have, you know, brought me into nursing, or definitely not now with the points, um, or onto, you know, college. But in those days, they had what we called, you, you got pulled in um, to jobs, so it was who you know, what you know, and I grew up in a small village where the matron of the local hospital was um, from our village. And I was in a nursing group with five people from my class in school. So we were all very lucky that that was the way you were brought in. You were brought in on character more than on, academ- on academia. So 
even though I was brought in, I always felt that I, I did a dreadful leap search. So, and I always like was told that I was very intelligent, and so that was a huge, there was huge shame attached to that, and you know, huge fear around if I tried to attempt any of these things again that I wouldn't be able to do it. So I started to create these very inbuilt belief systems that I wasn't enough, wasn't good enough, and that I held the feeling of shame around that. And then in, when I was doing my, my nursing, my favourite aspect was the surgery, and I actually failed my surgery in my finals. So all of my group, and we were very, very close. We lived together, obviously, for four years. We partied together. We did, you know, went through so many different things through our training, and they all graduated without me. Uh, so that was, again, a huge shame. So I would have pretended that they were okay that mm. I didn't have an issue with that and this was all subconscious I didn't consciously pretend that I just got on with it because I always believed I was strong and resilient and I'd be fine however we all embed those things all of those traumatic experiences all of us will embed those at a neurological level so we set up these little neural pathways that will be attached to those past traumas and it's like keeping balls underwater, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes you have so many balls, trying to hold them under the water, what will happen is one of them will pop up. And then that for me was when I stepped out in the business, all of the old stuff around the shame, the fear, not being enough, fear of rejection. Am I good enough to do this? Uh, what if people don't like it? All of that came up and exacerbated. And all of the feelings from all those years previous all came up and totally, just literally swallowed me up. And I was basically you know, not, not functioning. That's mm. what I would say. I just wasn't able to function, you know, which is very different to now. And, yeah. and and is that the case with everybody that you meet, say, on a personal yeah. level, that we all have something that has happened to us, kind of like you were saying there, you know, maybe a past trauma and it doesn't have to be, you know, say, Major. yes, yeah, no, and, it, no. and it kind of trickles out. So how do we, because this is the thing, the reprogramming and the retraining the brain, this is the really challenging part of it. So how does it all work and how do we start? Okay, so first of all, just let me say that what you're saying is absolutely right and true, that when we have experiences in our past, we set up little neural pathways. And if anybody wants to look up Hebb's Law, you'll see exactly how it happens. It's neurons that fire together, wire together. But I also want to point out that there were millions of amazing things that we've had in the past that have helped us to rewire really positive and empowering patterns. So I don't want people to think that we only have negative ones. We have really positive ones as well. And they're the ones that get you to where you've got to now. So just be aware of that. That's really important. Um, so then when you're talking about, well, how do we, that, that, that it's very hard then to reprogram, I would say the opposite. It's actually very easy to reprogram. It is one of the easiest things on the planet. And that's why, you know, I don't know if you're in my Positive Recon Barbers Facebook group. The, the free I did group. see it pop up all right. Yeah, yeah. I must so must join there, that. Yeah, well, when people join that, uh, they're always invited. And there's a link in there to a seven day positivity project, which is a seven days of uh, video trainings that uh, that's free. It's absolutely free because I always say no soldier is ever left behind. Of course, people do buy products and, mm. and go on programs from me, but I, it, to me, it doesn't matter whether people buy or they don't. I'm here to help, and that's the whole. That's the bottom line. So the seven day positivity project is the start of that reprogramming, and people have emailed us in. We've had hundreds and hundreds of emails from people that have done that program have gone. Everything has changed. Everything wow. has changed because I just give them simple tools, techniques, perceptual changes. Um, and different concepts and ideas. And obviously, I support an awful lot in that group anyway. So I'm in their live a lot. I did 200 lives over lockdown. So I was on every morning teaching people different things and keeping people afloat. So I don't believe it's hard. And that's my point. And that's why, you know, going back to the recombobulator, a little bit of fun, a little bit upbeat, and showing people that we can manage and we can learn how to reprogram. And I suppose 
even after doing the psychotherapy, the reason for doing the psychotherapy is not that I want to be a psychotherapist, it's to understand and to teach people how to manage themselves and self-regulate before they ever will need to de- or ever will develop a mental health disorder. So it's really keeping people out of that, that space as best we can and, know it, and letting people know this is all normal. Nobody yeah. escapes a traumatic experience. Nobody escapes a horrible person that's been awful to you or nobody we, we all everyone like that's why we're here I believe there's, there's, there's reasons why all of this stuff happens and I believe that you know all of the, the traumatic experience that we've had we have a choice we can sit under it or we can use it to leverage ourselves to evolve and to grow and to get into a much more confident empowering state so that we can live the best life that we deserve that's uh- I love that. Absolutely take it and and run with it and say that happened to me but how am I going to what have I learned from it how can I adapt how can I change Exactly and And that's that's what really all of the people that follow me that's what we're all about we're in it together I'm not any further ahead than anybody else as we say we're all just we're all just walking each other home and we do it as a collective as a group we do it together So what about because this is the one thing and I know a lot of people struggle with this and this is my one Definitely. I have what's called the other Sinead, I call her. Uh, She's the self-sabotager. She's the one that says, you know, what do you think you're doing uh, on a a primetime radio programme? You're useless. That's that's her. How do we gag her now or how do we silence her? Well, there's a, there's a couple of ways you can gag her, and um, one one way would be that, that basically what's happening. First of all, what's going on there is that there's a part of you that absolutely knows that you are more than capable because you wouldn't be on the radio show if you weren't. And most people listening are the same. That we have all have this innate understanding. It's almost like our superhero, our superpower. We know that we're good enough. We absolutely do. But because we've had experiences where maybe a teacher at school told us that we were bad at reading or we weren't, we were going to amount to nothing or we were an average student, we start to believe that as a child and we embed that and we carry that into adulthood. So there's probably another part that's thinking that. Mm. It's like those two parts are in your head and they're fighting with each other. Now, as long as they're fighting, life will be difficult in terms of... Um, there'll always be that bit of conflict on the inside. And that is not freedom. To me, that's not freedom. Freedom is when they will work together and you won't have the feeling that's associated with them. So there are a number of techniques that I teach people. I'm not going to be able to teach it here on the radio now, but there are a number of te- techniques that I teach people in, in how to understand that and how to get those two parts to align, which then will allow you to step into knowing I'm absolutely more than capable of doing this and of course I can, I can move on. And also that will help people to progress and grow in their careers more yeah. than just stay at the one level. Well, this is and the thing. This possible. is the big thing yeah. at the minute as well because a lot of people through COVID, they've had time to reassess yeah. what they want and, and this is kind of... Do you find it's career that is the, the key thing that people are most unhappy about or is it anything and everything that kind of comes to you? God, no, no. Mm. It's not. It's, it, to be honest, I think, like, I mean, I think all of the different things that go on in our lives, whether it's career, family, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's, you know, whatever, our health, um, it's it, all of those things are sort of outside of us. Right. The key, the key is to go inside and work on the inside. So whatever's going on on the inside is going to impact how we feel about all of those aspects. So if we have like a lot of the stuff that would come up mainly for people that, that I would work with, which I know that most of your listeners will identify with, it's either they are we're we're in this three dimensional world, if you like, and we're getting on with our lives and there are different things that are stressing us based on either it might be, you know, somebody difficult difficult um personality that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It might be that we're overwhelmed with stress and we can't say no. It could be that um it's 
we I like what you're saying there, that that, that sabotage thing going on. Uh, another thing is overwhelmed, that we're all taking on too much. Another thing is people-pleasing, where we can't say no. Um, they would be kind of some of the, the kind of basic things. Then there would be other things like um, even the people with their money story. I mean, yeah. I know that, that from our conditioning in Ireland, there would have been an awful lot of shame around if you had money and a lot of shame if you didn't have money. So it didn't matter, you couldn't win either way. So I would meet an awful lot of people that would say that they find that they literally like that money comes in and out, but that they never feel that they're able to save or progress on with that. But it doesn't matter whether it's money or your health or whatever it is. It's all to do with what's going on the inside. What do you believe about yourself? And how do you feel about yourself? And once we regulate that, everything else can then, you know, there's, there's room for everything else to change. I love that. So you, and I know we can't get through all of them, but even if you can give us one, okay, because Moira has five golden rules that can help you transform your attitude to, uh, to life. Can you share a key one with us maybe, Moira? Yeah, I suppose the golden rules, usually I would start to share those after I've taught some other concepts before them because, some of them we've been thinking, oh, I don't know, that's a little bit, well, whatever. But <laughs> the seven-day positivity project is is the, the free seven-day. I do go into them in a bit more detail, but I kind of prime you before that. Yeah. But if I just pick one and it be to see if I can if I can try and get it get it in here in in a short period of time. So one of them is about respecting that everybody has their own unique model of the world. Now, that means that um, all of us have had our past all of us have seen things, even if you're two siblings standing in a room and something was going on with the parent, whether the parent was giving out or maybe there was an argument at the house or whatever. And I know many people listening would be able to identify with this. And, and then if this phase happened with anybody that's listening and you interpret it, whatever went on and was never talked about particularly. And then years later, you're sitting having a coffee or a glass of wine with your sister or your brother or you're having a family get together and you're talking about that situation and you turn around and you go, what room were you in? That's not what happened. And yes. somebody else, so we see things differently and we, we interpret um, situations and information differently based on our past experiences and the way that we, um, we, we interpret to our five senses. That's the first thing. So all the information goes in. We delete to start and generalize and then we put um, a meaning on what we saw. But just because we see it one way doesn't mean that that was the way everybody else saw it. So often there can be an awful lot of argument and, you know, um, conflict based on the fact that other people see the world differently to us. So the golden rule is not that you condone or agree with the way people see the world. It's about you respect the fact that we all see it differently. Once we go into that respect and you add on the other golden rules, life transforms and we live from almost like, it's like you're living from a different awareness so that yeah. you don't get triggered. It's completely re- re- relaxes your triggers um, so that when somebody does something that in the past might have, you know, annoyed you or irritated you, you'll notice, let them off. It just doesn't impact you. Because remember, when we're being triggered, that's about us. It's, yeah. it's not about the other It's person. not about them. No, we're the one that's actually suffering. Yeah, I, I love that one. That's a fantastic one to, to, to finish up on. Moira, I could talk to you all day. My God, I barely have gotten through notes and everything here. But thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. And thank and you for having me. Not at all. Moira Geary there. You can find out more information, by the way, moiragiri.com And she has a great book, Wake Up and Change Your Life. You can find all the details there. And the Seven Day Positivity Programme is on our website as well. So it's moiragiri.com. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm